Let us be attentive. The Lord will give strength to his people. Bring to the Lord our sons of God. Bring to the Lord honor and glory. Wisdom. Let us be attentive. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, for to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Till I come, tend to the public reading of scripture, to preaching, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophetic utterance when the council of elders laid their hands upon you. Practice these duties, devote yourself to them, so that all may see your progress. Peace be with you, the reader. Okay. It's fine. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief collector and rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not on account of the crowd, because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the Lord. 
Glory to you, herald of the Relating the encounter of Zacchaeus with Jesus Christ is presented to little children repeatedly throughout their lives. We've all heard it. There are beautiful limerick-type songs written about it. It's a commonplace story because it's fun. What isn't fun about climbing trees? You see, when we're kids, we love climbing trees. There's something about climbing trees, isn't there? On the one hand, it's actually really quite hard. On the other hand, it could be dangerous. Oftentimes, it's forbidden by parents and teachers and so on. All in all, it's an activity that all kids try or really want to try. And when they accomplish it, they actually feel like they have achieved something great. I was like most other kids, perhaps a lot worse. And I have a story to share with you about climbing trees. I was seven years old. It was a beautiful summer day. And we were in my uh, father's birth village for the feast of the Dormition of the Theotokos, the same feast day for that little church that we share. And it was a beautiful summer day. The village was very, very small, but for the feast day, a lot of, a lot of people would come uh, for the 15th of August, for the Dormition. And the entire churchyard would be full. The church was small, packed. You could hardly breathe. It was a beautiful old wooden church made of wooden beams entirely. And um, it, uh, it was just gorgeous. It's, uh, it's incredible. Even bells, believe it or not, made of wood. You probably haven't heard of that too often. And amidst this beautiful environment with lots of people all around the churchyard, here was also three other young priests who were joining in for the liturgy because they were village sons. My dad was one of them. Well, I, being a seven-year-old, decided that I needed to go to the bathroom right then. How many parents have heard that from their children? Those of you who are expecting little children for the first time, 
get used to it. And on my way to the restroom, which, keep in mind, this is northern Transylvania, quite a few years ago, it was outside a fair distance away, okay? It was an outhouse. In between that outhouse and the bathroom, there were beautiful plum trees. Plums grow, uh, plum trees grow everywhere in Romania. And Romanians make good use of plums. Being the middle of August, they were beautiful and ripe. And, of course, I had to get some plums for myself and my little brother and sister. I climb up into the tree and, of course, something happens. I fall, I break my arm. And, of course, I, you know, big, big drama ensues. Um, my mom informs, sends note to my dad. My dad was in the altar. He could have left because there were plenty of other clergy, like I said, but he said, no, he's gonna have to wait till the end of the liturgy. And he got out and then we went into the city to take care of my broken arm. And the arm is fine, just to be sure. But for me, that was something really important because from that point on, it was a pursuit. It was a very serious pursuit to become really good at climbing trees. In fact, I would love climbing trees even as an older teenager such that my parents would look at me and make fun of me and try to shame me to stop climbing trees. Now, even though Zacchaeus didn't climb his tree to get beautiful ripe fruit for himself and his siblings, he did truly climb that tree because Zacchaeus was hungry. He was hungry and thirsty for a life fulfilled in God. Clearly, he had not been fulfilled for the life that he had achieved through his work. He was a wealthy man. He was a tax collector, chief tax collector yet. Everything he had gathered in his life did not satisfy his thirst and his hunger for a truly fulfilled life. So he went to climb a tree to see this teacher, this healer, Rabbi Jesus. And he was willing to put in the great effort in being early. It tells us in the scriptures that he went there ahead of the crowd. He went there early and he put in the effort to climb up the tree because he was short of stature, we're told. And he also risked being considered inappropriate slightly at least just to make sure that he gets to see this teacher, this rabbi, Jesus who was about to pass through his own town of Jericho. What happened to him, really? 
You see, Zacchaeus probably would have been fully satisfied to have gone home simply to be able to tell everyone that he saw Jesus. Instead, what happens, he receives the greatest honor, the greatest teaching, the greatest healing that was available to him. He actually becomes, he becomes the host of Jesus Christ in his own home. Instead of just getting to see a famous teacher, he received the blessing of salvation from and in Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus, brothers and sisters, received actually not just salvation upon his home, as we hear in the scriptures, he received his own transfiguration. He was a changed man. And now I want to share with you a little, little story from the great father of Minnesota, Garrison Keeler, and his program, Prairie Home Companion. Those of you who have not heard it, please listen to some episodes. It's good, good writing. Now, Garrison Keeler tells us about this fictional Lutheran church in the fictional Lake Wobegon, right? And he describes that everybody would rush to get to church early so that they would be able to secure for themselves the seats in the back pews of the church. So they rushed. They wanted to get there ahead, these fictional Christians from Lake Wabigan. They rushed to get there ahead, but they didn't quite climb up into a tree, take the front pew. They actually went to the back pew. Now, if there had been an Orthodox church in Lake Wabigan, Garrison Killer wouldn't have had a joke because we Orthodox don't even try to rush to get to church on time to secure the back seats. And if you're wondering if Father Timothy is actually throwing that dropi, that little shame a little bit, just to wake us up, you're correct. A little shame never hurt anyone in our own process of transformation. But moving on, all of us, brothers and sisters, all of us are Zacchaeus. I am a Zacchaeus. You are a Zacchaeus. And every single person who never darkens the door handle of a church is a Zacchaeus. All of us in this world, every single human being, is thirsty and hungry for fulfillment in a God that they might not even understand or believe in. All of us desire to be transformed into a much better version of ourselves, but we are afraid. You see, 
the reason why most churches, including ours, aren't filled with people arriving early to get a good seat to encounter Jesus Christ isn't because we don't realize our hunger for God. We do. All people realize that they desire something better than what they are. It is rather because we are afraid of what's going to happen to us when we do rush to get ahead and be first at church and be front and center. We are afraid of what's going to happen when we truly serve as host to Jesus Christ, as Zacchaeus did. We are afraid of how this transformation will change our lives. Yes, Zacchaeus, upon receiving the blessing of hosting the Lord Jesus Christ, decided to give away to the needy half of his riches. And then he even promised that anyone whom he had defrauded, he would recompense times over. He, brothers and sisters, learned that he could live on much less than what he had acquired. He learned that his life can be fulfilled and accomplished with much less of this material wealth that we strive to gain. He became courageous, finally. He became bold, finally. You and I also are afraid that we could not possibly live on half our income. Although over 95% of the world lives on a heck of a lot less than half our income. We are afraid of what will happen when our heart becomes completely open to the stranger who needs my attention. So brothers and sisters, yes, all of those lessons that we hear in the scriptures with this little story, that Zacchaeus funnily climbed up in a tree, that Jesus noticed him, that Jesus went into the home of a tax collector, that the people who were supposedly faithful criticized him for having done so. All of those are good lessons. But I think the greater lesson is the realization that we're hungry and thirsty and that we have readily available to us the source to satisfy that hunger. And yes, if we are Zacchaeus realizing that thirst and that hunger, I want to assure you 
You are Zacchaeus, each one of you. And you also have his courage. And you also have his boldness. And you also have his ability, his ability to sacrifice and to be sanctified just like Zacchaeus. Amen.